Welcome into Devori Darkens Live. No matter where you are right now, if you're listening, I want to say thank you as always. Very grateful in today's live, today's show. Three self-confident tips that will change your life. Yes, because the number one complaint that I hear with working with clients, the people that I've been able to speak with for the last few years, very intimately, self-confidence seems to be that issue. It's a reoccurring topic. In fact, in fact, we're going to talk about a couple of studies about self-confidence. And the reason why is because if you don't act like the person you want to become, meaning you don't have that confidence within yourself, you're not going to take action. So if you're that person right now where you are looking to take your life to the next level, you, there are certain things that you want to get in your life. There's a person you're looking to become. Or maybe you're that person that knows you could be doing better than what you're doing right now. Regardless, self-confidence is going to get you there. And if you start to truly understand what self-confidence is all about and to start becoming more confident, you're going to get whatever you want. So if you're watching, make sure that you subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on TikTok, make sure you like this stream and follow. And if you're on any other platforms, make sure that you follow me as well. Here's, here's the deal. Just right out of the gate. It is estimated that roughly 85% of people worldwide have low self-esteem. 85% of people. Now, this is before pandemic, this study that I'm reading. This is before the pandemic. Low self-esteem has been linked to violent behavior, school dropouts, teenage pregnancy, suicide, Low academic achievement. You see, a, when you have low self-esteem, there's no way that you are tapping into your true potential. When you have low self-esteem, you are not acting like the person you want to become. When you have low self-esteem, you're not even really being true to yourself. 85% of people. I'd probably say it has to be 90, probably over 90% now. Because of everything that has happened in the last few years. So this is what this is what we're, we're, we're going to talk about today. You can tell when somebody doesn't have any confidence. Why would someone want to be in a relationship with someone who has no confidence? Why would anybody want to follow a person who has no confidence? Why would somebody want to do business with someone who doesn't have confidence? I mean, confidence is, is really the key here, folks. And if there's something that you've been working on that you really want to do, and confidence is going to play a huge role in that. Because if you don't believe in yourself, it's not going to happen. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about first. 
why do so many people have a problem becoming more confident? Why do they have low self-esteem? Well, we have to understand what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with limiting beliefs. We are dealing with the fact that people have been programmed to not only not have a high level of self-confidence or a high level of self-esteem, but people also believe that when somebody starts to express a high level of confidence, that there's something wrong with them, that that person is conceited or arrogant or cocky, and they think they're better than everybody. That's that, that is the initial reaction from people. Why? Because they're not confident. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it. Because if you plan on becoming more confident in your life, you got to drop the limiting beliefs. I'm very confident, especially when I'm sitting here doing this. And some people will be like, yeah, well, you know, you're a little rude or you're very forward or you seem to be a little cocky. Good. Good. Because if I was not, you wouldn't listen. So we've, we've got to understand and check in on our belief system. You see, this is why I'm not here to convince you of anything. All you do is got to ask yourself, is my current belief system helping me get to where I want to go in life? What are my beliefs around confidence? How do I feel about when someone seems to be arrogant or cocky? What, what are my initial reactions? Do I get triggered? Do I feel the need to hate on that other person? You know, in this analogy, it's it's quite simple, right? I'd rather be arrogant and people think I'm an asshole than to have no confidence and people walk all over me. You see, the energy is different. The energy is different. When you're truly confident, people are going to feel that energy. They're going to feel you know what you're talking about. They're going to feel like you're providing value into their life. They're going to feel the need to want to follow you. When you have no confidence, nobody trusts what you're saying. Nobody wants to follow you. You don't even want to follow yourself. What happens? You start to second guess every choice that you're making in your life. That leads to bad results every time. And the one thing about a great leader in life is not only do they make decisions really quickly, but they make them with confidence. Are you doing that right now? Are you the confident person right now that would achieve the goals that you set for your life? If you just take a moment and really listen to what I'm saying right now, what is it that you really want? What have you been dreaming about? What have you been fantasizing about? What have you been working on recently? And I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you confident about it? Emotionally, not intellectually. Let's know the difference here. Let's know the difference. Intellectually, people are going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. But then when we look at their behavior, their body language, no confidence. You got to be 
confident on an emotional level. It's our emotions that control our actions. Our body language. How do you walk into a room? Do you walk in the room looking to hide, not be noticed, don't draw any attention to yourself? Because of FSL, yeah, we talked about that yesterday if you didn't learn about that. Fear, scarcity, and lack. That's how people walk into the room. They walk into the room like they're scared. They walk into the room like, you know, scarcity, as if there something's missing, like there's not enough. Or they are not enough. You see, I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. You should be walking into every room like you own the place. Why? Not because you feel you're better than anybody. Because you love yourself. Because you're God's greatest invention. Because when you walk into a room, you add value. That when you leave that room, you left it better off than you found it. That when you walk into a room, everybody enjoyed your presence. Everybody felt a little bit more relaxed. This is the type of confidence I'm talking about today. But the mistake and where we really need to bring our attention to first is what's your belief system around all that? Do you believe it's okay to walk into a room and let, like you own the place? Do you believe it's a good thing to walk around like you have a purpose? You know, when I was in the military, there was this one habit that they train you to do from day one. When you enter basic training and you go throughout your your career, you know what they tell you to do? Move with a sense of urgency. Move like you have a purpose. When you're just strolling along, taking your sweet time, you look like a person who has nothing going on. You just observe your behavior. I'm not talking about being in a rush, by the way. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you're moving throughout your day, you have a purpose. You're looking to make things happen because you're confident. That's what we're talking about today. Are you moving with a purpose? Do you live with a purpose? Do you even know what your purpose is? If you don't know what your purpose is, you might want to download that purpose, find your cheat sheet. It's in my profile. But guys, I, I see it all the time. Why do so many people lack self-esteem or why do they lack self-confidence? They got limiting beliefs in the first place. They've been programmed to be that way. They think when somebody's confident, they must be arrogant, conceited. There must be something wrong with them. They're selfish. That's their attitude towards it. And that's why... Their, their confidence never improves.
you know, people, people don't like that. Why, why do they not like somebody who's confident? Because they are not confident. They are projecting their insecurities onto somebody else. Like anytime you're doing something that is very productive, positive, that is very authentic to you and somebody starts to second guess, insecurities, people, limiting beliefs. And what's happening is what you're doing is triggering them and they feel the need to try to be right and try to tell you how to do things when they're not even doing it themselves. And why is that? Because that person has FSL. Fear, scarcity, and lack in their mindset. That's why. That's exactly what's going on. And the reality here, this is nothing new. You've heard already in your life once or twice that you need to be more confident. You need to believe in yourself. Nothing new. But what's the problem? The problem is people don't even know how to become more confident. They don't even know what the root cause of confidence is. And that's what we're, we're going to get into to today. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. Guys, get the likes up. Get the likes up. Okay? Get the likes up. We got people joining here on TikTok. Hello, good morning, all of you guys. Actually, it's probably good evening to some of you guys because I know this is people are joining us all over the world, different time zones. Get the likes up. So listen, I mean, you want to if you want to know why people <laughs> are not getting the results they want. One, they're not even confident about it. Let's let's go back to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill in the very first chapter on desire. I mean, I probably have read this, I don't know, 100 times in the last 30 days at least. No one is ready for a thing until they believe they can acquire it. You're not ready to win in life if you're not confident, if you don't believe. You got to believe. You have to have confidence in yourself. The state of mind must be believed, not mere hope or wish. That's how people walk into a room. They, they're hoping. They don't believe. You know? It's truly a mindset here. It really is. It really is. But I think the first thing we got to understand is what are you doing that you should not be doing as it pertains to your self-confidence? Like, what do you got to stop doing? What you got to stop doing is associating confidence with something that's negative. That's what you got to stop doing. It's not negative. It's not negative to walk into a room like you own the place. It's not negative to move with a purpose. Okay? It's not negative to be yourself and express that confidence around people in a room. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, 
There's so many good things about that. So many good things about that. And we're, we're going to get into it. But it, that whole bad perception, it's got to go. Because that is what's holding you back. Like you got to let go of this perception that if I come off cocky to certain people, you know, they're not going to like me or they're not going to want to do business with me. Get this, guys. If you're making decisions because of other people, you're finished already. Like, who gives a shit what other people think? Like, when you truly start to step into this reality that you don't care what others think and you're just going to be yourself, yeah, confidence is going to go up. It's just going to go up. It just is. I don't need any validation from anybody. I don't need any approval. Okay. If I can't do that for myself, I'm done before I even start. I appreciate and I'm very grateful when people point out what I'm doing very well. It feels really good. Absolutely. But I don't depend on that is my point. And you shouldn't either. So we got to drop the limiting beliefs. We got to stop thinking that if you're cocky, you're confident, you're arrogant, that it's a bad thing. Who gives a shit? You know, and again, in today's life, this is going to be like who I really am. This is how I live my life for sure. Okay. Like I'm a very nice, kind person. But some people may say, hey, he's a little cocky sometimes or he is a little arrogant. You know what? Who gives a shit? I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm here. So it doesn't really matter what they say. And that's how you got to start living. You got to stop playing the role of a hater and a victim and start acting like a winner. I mean, that's the cold, hard truth for some of you guys. You're out there looking at other people making comments because you're insecure. You got to stop that. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Just focus on yourself. Like, again, you're no better than me. I'm no better than you. We are all the same. We really are. And when we truly start to understand that, life is going to get significantly better. Because so many people have low self-esteem because they make the mistake. Here's number two. Mistake number two. They compare themselves to other people. Why are you comparing yourself to other people? Do you not understand who you really are? So if you understood who you are, you wouldn't compare yourself to other people. You wouldn't. There'd be no reason to. Oh, yeah. I'm going there. This whole comparing yourself to other people, it's bullshit. It really is. 
It really is. I mean, I'm, I'm working with people now that if they just stopped doing that, they'd be 10x more happier. We just got to stop it. I want you to ask yourself this question. Why do you feel like you have to compare yourself to somebody else? Why do you believe they're better than you? Do you believe that just because the results are different? They're getting different outcomes. You think that's why they're better than you? Or could it be that they probably put more work in than you did? Like, let's really get into this. Some of you guys are going to get triggered here. How are you going to get upset at the work you didn't even do in the first place? Then times two, you go and you compare yourself to someone who did. Like, let's be real here. If you're not, if you feel like you're not good enough, if you feel like you everybody's better than you, what are you doing about it? Like, if you truly believe that, are you getting better every day or are you sitting there complaining? Like, this conversation is like a slap in the face that some people need. Like, hey, you need to wake up, stop complaining, okay, and get to work. You want to be better? Put in the work. You want to feel like you're worthy and you're enough and that you can provide value into people's lives? Put in the work. Put in the work for yourself. Like you have to pay a price here. You're walking around acting like somebody's going to hand you this confidence. No. Nobody's going to hand you the success. You got to do it for yourself. You got to start acting like the person who is successful. People who are successful don't compare themselves. They don't have the time nor the energy. Like my day is filled. I'm busy. I don't have time to look at what another coach is doing or what another mentor is doing. I don't have time for that. So if you're finding yourself sitting there comparing yourself to somebody else, what are you doing with your time? How do you have time to do that? You should be putting in the work for what you want in life. That's exactly what you would be doing if you did have what you wanted. Come on, guys. Let's keep it honest here. Let's let's just the whole, this whole comparing yourself. It just has to stop. And the first part of that, it's just it's bullshit. You're not acting like the person you want to become when you do stuff like that. You're acting like a victim. You're acting like somebody who isn't successful. 
listen, it goes both ways too, by the way. Don't compare somebody who's got better results than you. And don't compare yourself to somebody who doesn't have any results. Or they they may not be where you are right now. They may be behind you, so to speak. Just don't compare yourself at all. Just compare yourself to yourself from yesterday. How about that? Are you being better today than you were yesterday? We haven't even gotten to the actual three steps to building your self-confidence. We are addressing the mental blocks and the limiting beliefs here. First, you got to stop believing that being cocky or arrogant or confident is a negative thing. It's a negative thing because you believe that. And then you agree with other people. You allow other people to do your thinking for you. So you believe it. They have a problem with it. So you have a problem with it. You conform. And number two, you compare yourself. That's a huge mistake. Why, why do so many people feel like they're not enough? Why do so many people have low self-esteem? They spend all day comparing themselves to other people. Now, obviously, one of the contributing factors to that would be social media. You got to understand, social media, at least 80% of it is fake. 80% of it has to, at least has to be fake. Did you guys know there's a large percentage, and we don't even know what the number is, but it's definitely at least 20%. 20% of all the accounts on social media platforms are fake. They're not real people. They're bots. And you know what accounts have the most bots? Celebrities. You know, we're really getting into this whole conversation of like the matrix, right? Like what you see on social media is not actually what is. You're just seeing the surface. You're not seeing what's happening behind the scenes. You got a lot of people out there, a large, like a good portion of their followers, they're bots. Then you got a large percentage of people out there. They put up photos that are not even authentic. Highly edited. You got people who go take pictures in front of planes and boats and stuff like that. And they didn't even actually take a trip on the boat. They didn't actually fly the plane. Now, don't get this twisted. I actually would encourage you guys to do that. Because that feeling of being able to fly on a private jet. Yeah, that's something else. Or to even walk in one. Yeah, that's a good feeling. I I think everybody should experience that. But when you start to take pictures as if you are doing that, and you tell people you're doing that, and you're not truly being authentic, that's why we have a problem today. People compare themselves to people like that. There are people, though, that do live that lifestyle. And guess what? People hate on them the most. People hate on them the most. You guys ever heard of the gentleman called Grant Cardone? Everybody's heard of Grant Cardone. If you haven't, I'd, I'd be surprised because he's like one of the top people when it comes to being known on social media. Same thing with Gary Vee. 
You know what they both have in common? They're confident as fuck. They don't give a shit about what you think. And they're living what they preach. That's how you got to start living your life. But you know what most people do? Is they get so triggered by what these people are doing. They go into the comments and just leave nothing but negativity. That's why they lack confidence. That's why they're not where they want to be in life. Because they spend their energy. Okay. Judging. And projecting their insecurities on people like that. Why? Because they compare themselves to them. Why wouldn't do that? Or why is he doing this? Or this isn't fair. And it's like, why are you worrying about people like that? Why don't you look at people like that and say, you know what? That's what's possible for me out there if I focused on myself. Like, this is a real conversation for people out here. If you're on social media and you've seen any of those guys, you'll just go to the comments. You'll see it. Like half the comments are at least people hating. <laughs> oh, he's a scam. Oh, they think they're better than everybody. Right. Right. Okay. So you're saying they didn't put in the work to get to where they are today, right? Is that what you're saying? Because that's what happens. You're either going to compare yourself to somebody and then tear yourself down because you're not where they are. Or you're going to compare yourself to somebody and start trying to tear them down. Because, again, you're not where you think you should be. That's what I'm saying. Successful people do not have time to go into the comments and judge other people and share their negative opinions about what somebody else is doing. No one has time for that. People who are living a purpose, who are actually doing what they want to do, they don't have time for that. If you have time to go into the comments and judge and hate and project your insecurities on other successful people, you need a wake-up call. You really do. Because that speaks to why you're not successful. Now, the proper term here, guys, is the inferiority complex. You feel inferior, like you're inferior to people like that. Like you're not good enough. Like they're better than you. And you know what the funny part about it all is? If you actually spent time with people like that, you'll find your whole attitude about them is entirely wrong. But see... When we're talking about confidence, it's an inside job. Stop looking on the outside. It's the outside that's that's really getting in your way. You're, you're too busy comparing yourself, judging other people, projecting your insecurities because you're not where you want to be on other people. You got to stop doing that. You really do. Yeah, nobody's ready for that conversation. All social media should have heard that. Because, that, that, folks, that's exactly what happens. When people don't understand, what happens? They have FSL, fear, scarcity, and lack. They Why? Because they're ignorant. That's why they have low self-esteem.
That's what it's about. That is what it's about. So we're going to move to the steps here that you should be taking to improve your self-confidence. But what we got to first understand is stop having a negative attitude towards people who are confident, who are making it happen in their own lives, who've already put in the work, who has a lot of success. Stop hating on people like that. Because that implies that they're better than you or you're better than them. You got to understand that you didn't choose to believe this. Somebody programmed you to believe that way. And is that belief of confidence and arrogance and cocky is a negative thing. Is that belief really going to help you get to where you want to go in life? And secondly, you got to stop with the whole comparing yourself. It's like everybody is hypnotized. Let me make this a little bigger. Get this. Excuse me. Feelings of inferiority originate not so much from facts or experiences, but our conclusions regarding facts and our evaluation of experiences. For example, the fact is that I am an inferior weightlifter or an inferior dancer. This does not, however, make me an inferior person. And my inability to, to perform surgery makes them inferior surgeons, but not inferior person. It all depends on what and whose norms we measure ourselves by. Now, let me make this more clear for people who are listening. It is not knowledge of actual inferiority in skill or knowledge that gives us an inferiority complex and interferes with our living. It is the feeling of inferiority that does this. So when you get emotionally involved in thinking like you're not enough or that you're not smart enough or that you're not successful or you haven't accomplished this, you haven't accomplished that. When you get emotional about that, you start to form the inferiority complex because it's the emotions that access your subconscious mind. So when you keep doing that with repetition, you program yourself to be inferior. That's what he's saying. Here it goes. And this feeling of inferiority comes about for just one reason. We judge ourselves and measure ourselves not against our own norm, but against some other individual's norm. When we do this, we always, without exception, come out second best. But because we think and believe and assume that we should measure up to somebody else's norm, we feel miserable, second rate, and conclude that there is something wrong with us. I'm reading from the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. If you want to improve your confidence, you got to get that book for sure. The next logical conclusion in this cockeyed reasoning process is to conclude that we are not worthy, that we do not deserve success and happiness, and that it would be out of place for us to fully express our own abilities and talents 
whatever they may might be without apology or without feeling guilty about it. Listen. All this comes about because we have allowed ourselves to be hypnotized by the entirely erroneous idea that I should be like so-and-so or I should be like everybody else. This fallacy can be readily seen through if analyzed in truth that there are no fixed standards common to everybody else. Everybody else is composed of individuals, no two of whom are alike. Like nobody is the same. Why compare yourself to somebody who is unique in their own way and you're unique in your own way? Like that doesn't make any sense. Listen, this is why I've been reading this all year. The fact that it does not feel natural to you to be what you imagine yourself to be is the secret of your failure. You're never going to feel naturally successful if you keep comparing yourself to somebody. The fact that it does not feel natural to you to be what you imagine yourself to be is the secret to your failure. If it doesn't feel natural for you to get more money, to be successful as a business owner, to be very successful in your relationships, to be successful in yourself, it doesn't feel natural to walk in a room and express confidence. You're not going to get the results you're looking for. What's stopping you from feeling from that feeling of naturalness. That's what he's saying right here. When we judge ourselves and measure ourselves not against our own standard, but against some other individual's standard. When we do this, we always, without exception, come out second best just by default. Just even the act of comparing yourself you're, you're, you're trying to rank yourself. Why? It doesn't add up. And again, comes from that belief. Limiting beliefs. Listen, there are certain things that you will be inferior to somebody else. For example, if you're not a bodybuilder and you don't lift weights, Yes, you would be inferior to someone who did it professionally, of course. But that doesn't mean you should have inferiority complex, though. That doesn't mean you should feel like you're not enough. But that's what people do. They compare themselves to someone who did put in the work, who's good at what they do. And because they're not doing it, they feel like they're not enough. It's absolutely a backwards belief. Shouldn't do that. You just shouldn't do it. I'm reading from the book Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, by the way. Because as we move into these three steps, you're going to need to make a change in your subconscious mind. And that book is all about that as well. Let me keep reading this. This is really good. You as a personality are not in competition with any other personality simply because there is not another person on the face of the earth like you. Or in your particular class, you are an individual. You are unique. You are not like any other person and can never become like any other person. 
You're not supposed to be like any other person and no other person is supposed to be like you. God did not create a standard person and in some way label that person by saying this is it. He made every human being individual and unique just as he made every snowflake individual and unique. Here's an example. God created short people, tall people, large people, small people, skinny people, fat people, black, yellow, red, and white. He has never indicated any preference for any size, shape, or color. Yeah. You got to stop the whole comparing yourself. You got to stop measuring yourself against other people's standards because you're not them. They're living their own life. They're living their own vision. And they shouldn't compare themselves to you. And they shouldn't be doing, trying to live up to your standards. Yeah. That's what, guys, telling you. All right, get them likes up. Let's go. So we're going to go into the three steps of getting your, your confidence up. Okay. I think we talked in depth about what the problem is here. You got limiting beliefs around confidence. You get triggered when you see other people who are confident. You compare yourself. You go into hating and projecting your insecurities and what other people are doing. You're, you're finished already. So now that we know what we should not do, what should we do? Well, first, you guys got to get these likes up. You got to get these likes up. So what's the first thing that we need to do? Well, it's really simple here. What you got to do first, and most people aren't going to tell you this, you got to live your life with gratitude. Before we even get into the whole acting confident, you got to be grateful. Because the last thing you need to be doing is trying to become confident from a place of lack. You see, people try to act a certain way for the wrong reasons. They try to get money for the wrong reasons. You want to become a more confident person. You first need to address the way you're living your life on a daily basis. The best way to live your life across the board, every person would agree with this since the beginning of time, is gratitude. Like your default emotion should be gratitude. Because gratitude gets you away from trying to compare yourself, gets you away from trying to blame, gets you away from beating yourself up, gets you away from, you know, I don't have this, I don't. It gets you away from that whole negative mindset of FSL, fear, scarcity, and lack. So you're grateful for what you have today. Are you grateful for who you're going to become? 
See, when I say gratitude, guys, I, I'm talking about being grateful for what you have and being grateful for what you want. So if you start to write down the statement, I am so grateful that I express my confidence in everything that I do. That's exactly how you would feel if you were confident in everything you do. You would feel grateful that you do that. So gratitude list is step number one. I throw in some confidence statements on that gratitude list. I'm grateful now that I'm learning how to become more confident. I'm grateful that I see the good in other people and I embrace that for people who are really caught into judging other people. Gratitude, gratitude. I always tell people the number one exercise that absolutely changed my life was gratitude. Still is today. I do it every day. No excuses. Just take three minutes, five minutes of your time before you go to sleep and write out a gratitude list. All right, number two. Number two is, again, <laughs> I'm giving you guys like the steps that is the root. They are the root cause, okay? Like if you're looking to create permanent change and you want to have consistent confidence in your life, these steps are really going to do it for you. One, gratitude for what you have and for and for what you want. Two, you got to know what you want. How are you going to start acting confident and be this person if you don't even know why? Like, where are you going in your life? Well, why would I need to know that first, Devori? Well, how do you know who you need to become if you don't even know what you want? So you got to get clear on what you want. You got to get clear on the life you want to live. What type of father do you want to become? What type of mother do you want to become? If you're in a business, what type of business owner do you want to become? Meaning, what do you want? Like, so if we take a step back. And we get clear on, okay, I want to live a life where, you know, I get to get paid to do what I love. I get to work from home. I get to help other people, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Like, what does that all look like for you? Why do you need to get clear on what you want? Because you're not going to start acting confident for no reason. You got to have something that you're emotionally tied to. you got to have an emotional reason on why you're going to want to change your confidence. Now, for some people, that emotional reason might just be all the negativity that has occurred because you don't have any confidence. But what I want you to bring your attention to is to get clear on what you do want. So you know where you're going. So if you 
absolutely knew when you woke up in the morning where you were going in your life, by default, you're more confident. If you're grateful and you really feel that emotion in your life about what you have and then what you want, you're going to have a certain level of confidence. I'm giving you the steps to have sustainable confidence. Not this whole, I, I was acting confident on Monday, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I went back to being low. I'm telling you exactly what I did. Gratitude list every day, no matter what. Secondly, get clear on exactly the life you want to live. What does that actually look like? Where are you going? And number three is you got to start acting like that person. What do I mean when I say acting like that person? This is when we really get into it. <clears throat> well, let's 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 discuss it. When I say acting like that person, okay. Are you dressing like that person? Are you dressing like the person who would live the life that you want? Is your environment the way that you're living in your own home, does it show the life that you want? Does it show it or does it show your old life? Why? Devore, you're, you're barely even talking about, like I thought confidence was about some other guys. You're a product of your own environment. If you don't change your environment, if you don't change things that, contribute to how you think you're you're battling you're, you're going uphill you need to change your environment you need to look at the way that you dress you need to look at how you structure your day all this contributes to a person a person's confidence why because you're structuring everything as if you're already living the life that you want meaning you would be confident this is an ultimate hack here we already got into the mindset part of stop comparing yourself, stop believing it's negative. And now what we're doing is we're talking about you need to act and live like you're confident already, like you have the life that you want. You have to take action. Confidence comes from action. When you start acting like that person, your confidence goes up. The problem on why so many people lack confidence, they don't take any action. And when they do, well, they're operating with a negative mindset. I know you guys weren't expecting these steps, but if you were my client, that's exactly what I'd tell you to do. I would tell you to start dressing the part. Why? Because clothes has such an impact on the way that you feel. Everybody wants to deny it, but it's the truth. Especially if you're in business. Yeah, you should probably dress 
to a certain standard. And you know what? Here's the deal, guys. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Dress the way that you truly want. Dress in a way that makes you feel confident. That's the point here. I don't care what you wear, obviously in reason, but you need to look at the way that you're dressing to match the confidence that you want. And there's no right or wrong here. You don't have to wear a suit if you don't want to. But you got to be self-aware. What makes you feel confident? What makes you walk in a room differently? There's no denying that if you just dressed up a little bit, you cleaned up a little bit, you had on some nice selection of clothes, you're going to feel instantly better. That's just product of our environment. That's what happens. So you got to start acting like this person who would be living the life that you said you wanted to live. That's how your confidence is going to go up. And you, you just got to act like this person. You got to start dressing like them. You need to change your environment to match that person. When I say change your environment, look at your home. How are things organized in your home? What does your home look like inside? Does it look like confident people live there? Does it look like the life you want to live? And for the people who are, oh, well, how am I going to do that? Have you ever been into an Airbnb? You ever showed up to an Airbnb and on the outside you're like, yeah, well, hopefully this is good because it doesn't look like there's much around. And you walk into that and it's like you're in an entirely different world. That's how you guys start living. On the inside. On the inside. When you start acting like the person you want to become, you start to reprogram yourself. That's what happens. When you start to change your environment to match the life that you want to live, you start to reprogram yourself. When you start to do things that person would be doing, you reprogram yourself. I'm not giving you guys temporary confidence here. I'm giving you permanent. But the key here is one, you got to be operating from understanding. You must understand that you should not be comparing yourself to other people. That's the worst mistake that you can make. You will self-sabotage yourself when you're operating with limiting beliefs around confidence. But if you were to stop doing those things, and just start living your life with gratitude, staying focused on what you want, and then start acting like that person, you're not going to have a confidence issue. Because you're acting like the person who would be confident. A person who achieves their goals are confident. A person who sets out and starts living the life they want to live and they actually get there are confident. You wouldn't get there with low self-esteem. 
So let's just go there. Let's just start acting like that person. Let's just start acting like that person. Okay. But you have to drop the negative beliefs. Just have to. You just have to. And the bottom line is this. A lot of you guys have been tearing yourself down for so long that you're you're closed-minded. Like the first week of you doing this, you're going to be like, yeah, but you know, I still can't do this or I'm not enough. And I'm, why are you still talking like the old version of you kill that person off already? You want to be confident, start speaking like the person you want to become. You got to drop that old language. You got to leave that old life behind and step into this new life, step into this new version of yourself. All it requires is a decision. A decision. You got to decide. An irrevocable decision. It's final. I'm acting like this person regardless. I can care less what people around me think. Like, why do you guys think I have a turtleneck on right now? One, I love turtlenecks. Two, it's comfortable. Three, this is part of the way I love to dress. I don't care what other people think. Neither should you. You see, you really you, you have a choice. You can either be the person who looks at somebody else who's doing what they truly want to do, who's dressing the way that they truly want to dress, who's expressing confidence, and then start to compare yourself and project your insecurities and judge them. You could be that person, but just understand something. You're not going to get what you want when you're doing that. Or you could see that other person and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I like that. I like how they're being true to themselves. I'm true to myself. Let me read this to you guys. We simply must get it through our heads that holding a low opinion of ourselves is not a virtue, but a vice. Jealousy, for example, which is the scrounge of many a marriage. I think what he meant to write was jealousy, for example, will kill a marriage is nearly always caused by self-doubt. The person with adequate self-esteem doesn't feel hostile towards others. He isn't out to prove anything. And he can see facts more clearly. Isn't as demanding in his claims on other people. You got to stop carrying around a mental picture of yourself as a defeated, worthless person. Stop dramatizing yourself as an object of pity and justice. The biggest secret to self-esteem is this. Begin to appreciate other people more. I was just saying that. Like when you see somebody who's got it going on and their results have showed up after all those years they put in all that work, you should appreciate that. 
you should say, hey, you know what? That is so good right there. Like, that's what's possible when somebody sets their mind to doing something. I can do that. If they can do that, I could do something like that. I'm not trying to be like them, but they are an example of what's possible. Why not appreciate that level of greatness? Because when you become grateful for that and you appreciate that, that's exactly how you would feel if you were confident and you had everything going on. You would you would feel that way. Show respect for any human being merely because he is a child of God and therefore a thing of value. Stop and think when you're dealing with people. You're dealing with a unique individual creation of God. Practice treating other people as if they have some value and surprisingly enough of your own self-esteem will go up. For self-esteem is not derived from the great things you've done, the things you own, the mark you made, but an appreciation of yourself for who you are and what you are. You're spiritually perfect in God's image. This is what the author is talking about. This is in the book, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. You got to understand who you, who you are. You're a spiritual being. You have an intellect. You live in a physical body. What does that even mean? The bottom line is, spiritually, you're perfect. There is nothing wrong with you. Nothing whatsoever. Made in God's image. You live in a physical body that will never be perfect. Your physical body will never be perfect. Just drop the idea. The physical body and your spiritual self is the opposite of the same coin. Spiritually, perfect. Physically, not perfect. You see how that works? Uh, people are out here trying to physically be, it just isn't possible. <laughs> see, what you got to do is start expressing your spiritual self, that perfection from within. That's what people see. That's what really gets people's attention. That's what makes people want to follow you and be around you when you start expressing your spiritual self. That side of you that doesn't judge, doesn't care, just wants to express love, joy, and happiness towards other people. It's a different mindset, a different way of living. When you come to this realization, you must necessarily conclude that all other people are to be appreciated for the same reason. We're all the same. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care what country you're from. We're all the same. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. It's just the bottom line. So I don't look to judge other people. Somebody wants to go down the wrong road and ruin their lives. That's on them. I don't have time. If somebody is, you know, got the results that I want, I'm happy because if they've already done it, that means it's, it could be done. It's possible. Imagine if we never had any proof in other people to see what could be done. I mean, then we'd really have a self-confidence issue. But when you look at these other people, instead of comparing yourself to them, why don't you appreciate the greatness? Appreciate what's possible. Because you can do what they've done, but in your own life.
It's like this. No one can be Michael Jordan, but you can be the Michael Jordan in your own life. If you stop being a second and start stepping into the star role, if you start stepping into who you really are, you will become the Michael Jordan in your own life and whatever it is that you do. But how are you going to do that if you don't even know what you should be doing, if you don't even know where you're going? This is why I gave you guys step two. You need to know where you're going. You need to know what you want first. You need to have that level of clarity. And that will tell you the person you need to become. All right, let's get into your guys' questions. Questions. We got the Zoom link is now open and live. If you want to join me, you'll have to go to YouTube to hit that YouTube or that Zoom link. Let's see here. All right. Would you say low self-esteem stems from fear? As I have done the work for myself, I realize it's fear. Low self-esteem is all based on it's all based on ignorance at the end of the day you truly don't understand who you are you don't understand how to think for yourself you don't understand why fear is necessary so you're at a loss so here's what you should do one you have to understand that if you are experiencing fear because you're going after what you want you should embrace that that's a very good thing. That means you're going in the right direction. Like if you're never scared, I mean, that means you're never outside your comfort zone. If you're never outside your comfort zone, that means you're not growing. And if you're not growing, well, as Bob Proctor would say, you're dying. You're either growing or you're dying. You're either going forward or you're going in the opposite direction. So at first understand why fear is so necessary, it's an indicator to tell you that you're outside your comfort zone. That's a good thing. And what you got and what you got to do is respond to fear with understanding. Understanding what? Understanding that it's necessary in the first place. Understanding that every everything you need to become successful will show up exactly when you need it. Understanding that you already have what you need to take action. You just got to keep going. Confidence equals self-belief in our capabilities. I like that. How do you continue to believe in something when something bad happens to you? Well, you got to change the story around whatever you said that happened to you. You're looking at what happened as a negative thing instead of looking at it as a positive thing. I'll give you a great example. I don't look at my biological parents who were drug addicts. I don't look at that as a negative thing. It's a positive thing for me today. 
I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for them. You see, I was sexually abused as a child. Which, what happened in, in the end? I had to do a lot of work on myself. And because I had to do a lot of work on myself and come out on the right side of all that, I have the experience, I have the empathy, and the knowledge of how to help others. So that's another great thing. So I believe in my life and what I'm trying to do because I changed the story of my past. I stopped looking at my past as if I was a victim and started looking at it as something that was molding me to be who I am today, to do what I'm doing right now. You see, that's how I know I'm already a world-class coach. I already know I'm one of the best speakers out there. I know I'm a tremendous mentor because I've been through some stuff already. And I know what it's like to come back from that and get out on the other side of it. I know what it's like to change your identity, to change your life. I've done it. So I have this level of confidence because I've changed the story. If I didn't look at things from that point of view, I wouldn't be confident. So that might help you out. Change the story of what happened. What is good that happened about it? What was good about it? Was there a lesson that could be learned? Did you learn more? Did you get to see things you didn't see previously? You know, has it made you stronger, right? You get to decide what that means. When others hear my story, they, they're like, I feel sorry for you. And I'll, don't feel sorry for me. I'm grateful. It shaped me to be who I am today. So, yeah, it's, it's a change in the perception and the story. Yeah, stay off Instagram. <laughs> How do you shut down the negative self-talk? Well, there are multiple ways to go about it. But one of the ways that might help you is you gotta you gotta be studying every day. You gotta be consuming positive information. Like if you just were to read the book Psycho Cybernetics every day. You'll start to gain understanding, which will allow you to start responding differently to these negative thoughts. Another thing that you could be doing is you're not really looking to shut down negative self-talk. What you're looking to do is respond and start talking positively to yourself. This is not trying to fight your thinking. This is trying to replace your thinking. Meaning, there's times where I'm thinking negatively, but then I just end up saying, well, you know what? Where are your facts on that? Where, where are you getting this from? Why are you thinking this way? Is that even really true? And I just go into questioning mode. 
I'm questioning my negative self-talk. Why do that? Because when you go into questioning your negative self-talk, the energy behind that negative self-talk is gone. So it, it no longer has that emotional impact on me like it used to. This is what I mean, not to shut down your negative self-talk, but to respond to your negative self-talk with understanding. It's really just self-coaching yourself. When you start to get into that negative mindset, you should immediately just start asking yourself 100 questions. Not 100 questions based on doubt, 100 questions based on understanding, meaning if I'm thinking negatively, I'm not enough, or I can't do this, or here I go again, I keep making these mistakes, immediately you should be like, okay, is that really true? Why are you thinking this way? What has you so triggered? Why do you believe that? Where is this coming from? Is this helping me right now? I just question. Or you could just say, hey, you know what? That's BS. Stop thinking that way. It's BS. It doesn't make any sense. There's so many ways of going about it. Another way is just change what you're doing. Just interrupt the pattern. You know, start dancing. Go work out. Take a walk. Play your favorite music. But uh, there's not one thing. It's a multitude of things on, on using repetition that you train yourself to do that in the first place. It's changing the subconscious mind a recipe for happiness. It sure is. Because spiritually, you're perfect, meaning you're already happiness. That's who you are. The problem is, is in your intellect. You've been programmed not to be that way. So what happens? This spiritual self is locked away in a closet somewhere. How do you let that person out? You got to clean up your subconscious mind. The 10X guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're going to manage uh, I don't I don't know what that meant. How do we deal with self-sabotage? Well, that has everything to do with you not feeling like you're enough and also you're still stuck in your old way of thinking. You're still acting like the old person. That's why. You got to start acting like the person you want to become. That's exactly what you have to do. Okay? Self-sabotage is because you're operating with a poor self-image. You have a low opinion of yourself. You feel like you're not worthy. Because you feel that way habitually... As soon as you step out and try to do something that is not in alignment with that, your self-image will auto-correct. And that's where the self-sabotage comes in. You got to understand that. I mean, if the, th the three steps to dealing with self-sabotage is you got to understand what's happening in your mind. You have to understand the mind and how it works. Two... You got to get down to your limiting beliefs. Get those out of there. 
And then three, you got to start acting like the person you want to become. Now, where do you even get that information? Like, how do you get clear on all that? Well, that's what's in my purpose blueprint ebook and course. There's a section of that ebook where we talk about your self-image, your belief system, and your habits. So if you want clarity around that, you need some assistance with that, I would definitely get the Purpose Blueprint ebook. And it comes with a free course, by the way. Let's see here. I've been living in a bad mindset. I needed this. So what are you going to do moving forward? What are you going to do that's differently? Because this is great. I, I, I'm happy this message resonated with you today. But listen, if you're my client, I would call you out and I would say, what are you going to do about it though? Like you could keep gathering all this positive information that doesn't make a difference unless you start to do something. You got to start reprogramming yourself. That takes action. It, make, it requires a decision, a decision to stop being like who you were yesterday and start becoming this new version of yourself. You got to make a decision. You got to step up. What are you going to do differently? What are you going to do? Yeah, yes, even on days when I spruce myself up, <laughs> I feel 10x more confident. Exactly. You see, everybody's lazy today, you know? Or, here's another problem, nobody wants to dress up because why? They feel they will be judged. That's definitely going around. I don't want anybody to say nothing about me. Who gives a shit what other people say? You got to be yourself. All right, Everyday Trace, what's the number one thing I can do to change my perspective on a certain situation? Look for the good in it. What is the good about that situation? What's the lesson here? What can you get out of it that will help you move towards what you want? Start thinking like that and every situation you encounter will be a positive. Doesn't mean you're not going to have certain situations that, you know, hurt or you're disappointed or frustrated. It just means that it won't demoralize you. You won't allow it to crush you because you're looking for the good in it, which allows you to move forward. You can let the energy of a place affect you or you can affect the energy of that place. Absolutely. That is spot on. How do I, oh, I don't think I can like it, but that's really good. Thank you. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Does it really matter what time of day I do my gratitude list? No, but I like doing it before I go to sleep. I like doing it before I go to sleep because I'm already winding down and I like that to be the last thing that's really on my mind before I fall asleep. 
The name of the book is Psycho Cybernetics. All right, who's ready for the screenshot? Let me hook you guys up. Oops. Let me let me hook you guys up. Get ready to screenshot this. Okay. So for people on YouTube and people on our TikTok. Oh, yeah, it's probably backwards here. Oh, not that way. There we go. Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Phenomenal book. One of the best. And I know some of you guys are going to have the tendency to get the audiobook. Just buy the physical book. Read it. I fear if I make a big change, people I love will fall out of my life. I don't want to lose people. Again, you lack understanding. You're operating with a limiting belief. You said it. It's right there in the sentence. You believe that you're going to lose people if you change. What if you don't? Let's say you're right. What if you do? What if the people that you're so worried about, what if they don't want you to change? You still want them in your life? What if the people around you try to fight you on the life you want to live? You still want, want them in your life? And if they're individuals that you cannot remove from your life, well, you have a decision to make. You're either going to let them make the decisions for you or you're going to make the decisions for yourself. But just understand, whatever you choose will dictate the results you're going to get for the rest of your life. You're supposed to be scared. You're trying to do something you've never done before. Just accept it. I'm scared. That's right. I should be. Like people who try to act like, oh, you should never be scared. They don't know what they're talking about. It's an automatic emotion when you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You can't fight it. You should be scared, but you should also understand at the same time, that's got nothing to do with you going after what you want. You just got to go do it. And the bottom line is, why would you want people around you who don't support you? And by the way, if you do lose these people, if they do remove themselves from your life, you know what that means? You're going to be making space for people who deserve to be in your life. That's why I always tell people, well, you know, I want positive friends. Yeah, but are you being the person that positive people would want to be around? Well, you're not being that person if you keep hanging around negative people. Like if I'm a positive person... And you tell me that you're positive and you want to hang out with me and stuff like that. But I keep noticing you're hanging around negative people because your energy changes. I'm good. So maybe if we run with what you believe, that's a great thing. Maybe you'll attract better people that deserve to be in your life. And maybe 
those people won't leave. Maybe they'll change right with you. Maybe they'll be inspired because of what you're doing. Maybe they might fight you in the beginning. Maybe they might feel a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but maybe they might come around. Who knows? Why do I say maybe? Because it's none of your concern. You're you're putting your energy towards something that you shouldn't be concerned about, honestly. Not in the end. When we truly strip it all away and we just look at the bottom line is what do you really want? Will this decision help you get what you want? That's all that matters. There's no other way to live your life than to go after what you want. If you're not going after what you want, you're not living. You're just existing. And what's the alternative? Let's say you don't make this decision. Where are you going to be in the next five years if you don't make this decision? How are you going to feel about yourself? And if you have children, what are you teaching them? So... Joy, Joy, I, I'm confident you will uh, you will make the best decision for yourself, not for other people, for yourself. You're special. You are unique. You deserve to get what you want in this life. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. Go after what you want. Make a decision. I think I already answered the book. I put it up. Hopefully you guys screenshotted it. Change is difficult. Yep. And Joanne Devine said it best. Change is also necessary. If you want to get what you want in life, you got to change. Again, this is why I say, is your desire for what you want more powerful than the opinions of others? If it is, you won't have a problem making decisions. But when you allow the opinions of others to be more valuable than what you want in life, you're done. You're screwed. Meaning you should be more emotion involved in what you want and what you're going after than emotion involved in what other people are thinking or what may happen to other people. That's none of your concern. They are their own individuals. They're responsible for themselves. You're not responsible for them. Have you heard of Katie Byron? No, I haven't. Take care, Talon. How do I deal with people that give me their harsh criticisms? Well, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific than that. What do you mean by that? Who are these people exactly? And what are they criticizing you about? Is there truth to what they're saying? Is it even a harsh criticism? These are legitimate questions you should ask yourself. If you're still watching, I would definitely comment down below and let me know what your answers are. How do you deal with people that give their harsh criticisms? You know, when somebody criticizes me, that means they've been paying attention. That means I got their attention. And depending on who they are, so if there's somebody that has the results that I want, I'm listening. It doesn't mean I got to do what they say. But maybe they're right. Maybe they're not. As long as I'm being authentic to myself, that's all that really matters. And I say, is it really a harsh criticism? Because sometimes we're sensitive, you know, and we have to look at it that, hey, am I taking this the wrong way? 
So I think you should be a little bit more clear with your question, meaning who is it and what was the criticism exactly? But generally speaking, I don't deal with harsh criticisms. I don't pay it any attention. If you're, if I take, if I take it exactly the way that you wrote it, if someone's being harsh towards me, I don't. And again, I, all I'm doing is looking at myself. Like, am I not doing, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, doesn't matter what they say. But if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, well, maybe there's something to that. What's the number one thing I can do after a breakup of seven and a half years? And feel totally lost. I have low confidence and low self-esteem. Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. I think one, you need to take responsibility for what happened over the last seven and a half years. And you need to forgive yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most people are not ready for that. You see, these people, not you in particular, but generally speaking, the mistake that people make is they don't forgive. You'll never move on until you forgive. How do you forgive? You take responsibility. You take responsibility for your own choices and what you did in that relationship. Taking responsibility removes blaming and says, you know what? Everything that happened, it's on me. It is what it is. But when you go into the mode of, well, it's all because of that person. That's not responsibility. That's That sounds like someone who hasn't moved on. So step number one is you got to take responsibility by forgiving yourself. How do you forgive yourself? You just got to understand that everything happened for a reason. You got to let it go. And this probably ain't going to happen overnight, obviously. But that's it's you got to change the story. You got to change the story of what has happened. And turn it into a story that will empower you to move forward. See, what happens with people is they keep telling the old story that gets them triggered and they stay in that energy. So they never move on. You got to create a new story. You got to look at it from a different point of view. That's why I said taking responsibility changes the entire story every time. And it changes the story in a way that it's not that this person that may have did you wrong or they made a mistake that, you know, you're forgetting all that. It just means that you're equally as responsible as well because you stayed in the relationship. You accepted that person into your life. You attracted that person. There are so many things that within your own mindset that you didn't probably manage properly. There's plenty of stuff that we could take responsibility for. Listen. I was sexually molested as a kid. How did I get over that? I took responsibility. I forgave myself. I forgave the other person. Why would I forgive myself? Because when that happens to you, you feel guilty. 
Why should I feel guilty? There's nothing I could have done. And then the person, well, why did he do that? Because his father used to do that. So I can forgive him because I have understanding now. I understand that this person was programmed, conditioned, etc. Nothing anybody could have done about it. And I take responsibility. Here we go. Here's the important part. I take responsibility on how I allowed it to control my 20s. I allowed what happened to me at a young age to control me until I was 30. I had a lot of responsibility to take care. So I had to, I had to look in the mirror on this one. And that's the best way to do with anything. What are you doing to contribute to the results you got? What did you do? And when you're able to do that, it's easy to forgive. Changing the story. Changing the story. So the first thing you should be doing is working on taking responsibility and forgiveness by changing the story. By looking at things not from a reaction, I guess, point of view, but respond. Everything happens for you, not to you. So there's some great things that happen in this relationship. Look at that. Look at what you got from this relationship. What lessons were you able to learn? What type of clarity will you have now moving forward on the best person to be with? What clarity will you have now on the on the stuff you need to change inside? See, there's so many good things about the last seven and a half years for you that you can take from and, and help you move forward. But that's a choice you have to make. You, you have to decide to think that way. I, I wouldn't. I, I can't make you think that way. That's a decision. And the second thing, and why I say you got to take responsibility, you, you can't be a victim. You got to move on from that. Can't play, can't play the victim card. People want to do that. Trust me. I did that for 10 years. Does not get you the results you want. If you plan on attracting the right person into your life, you cannot be a victim from this past relationship. You got to move on. So if that means you got to get a coach, a mentor, you need to get therapy, you better do it. Because the other person should not suffer because of this past relationship. The people around you do not deserve for you to project what happened in that last relationship onto them. So it's all about you getting in there and doing the work to just move on. And the first step is responsibility, forgiveness, and then getting some getting some mentorship. Get a coach. If you really want to move quickly here, I would work with somebody. I wouldn't try to do it yourself. The automatic success mechanism helps so much. Exactly. Oh, I think we got a question here on YouTube. Let me go back. Let's see where we at. Oh, yes. Carrie, how are you? The only obstacle in life is yourself. So get out of your own way. And I highly recommend DeVore's course. It is waking me up to who I am and who I can be. I appreciate that, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah, Carrie is a person who purchased the, the Purpose Blueprint 
ebook and she also is getting mentorship right now and if you guys are interested in that just go to my profile and check it out make a decision yep how do you deal with the indecision out of fear of making a wrong one guys all it's it's all coming down to the same thing it's just a lack of understanding listen I learned this early in the military. I don't care what you do. Make a decision. The only mistake you can make is not making a decision, meaning you procrastinate. You got to act. Just execute, even if it's the wrong one. You're never going to learn how to make the right decisions if you don't make decisions to begin with. You see how that works? So, yeah, I mean... Let's go back to this, right? Let's read it. And this is what you might want to do. If you guys have a decision-making problem in your life, you need to get the book Think and Grow Rich and just read the first page on chapter eight. Actually, read page one and two. So chapter eight called Decision and Think and Grow Rich the subtitle of that chapter is the master of procrastination or the mastery of, of, of procrastination. Accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. This is no mere statement of a theory. It is the fact procrastination. The opposite of decision is a common enemy, which practically every person must conquer. Now, Analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions quickly and of changing these decisions slowly, if at all, they were ever changed. People who failed to accumulate money without exception have the, have the habit of reaching decisions slowly, if at all, and they changed these decisions fairly quickly. I'd read that over and over again. And then I'd also read this part too. The majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. This is why we were talking about today. Stop caring about what other people think. They're not you. You're not them. They'll never be like you. You'll never be like them. Just stop doing it. They permit the newspapers and the gossipy neighbors and social media to do their thinking for them. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking. And the bottom line here is if you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. It robs you of that emotion that you need to act. It's your emotions that control your actions. So... If you're having a decision problem, it's because you don't understand how to make decisions. See, we're not taught how to think for ourselves. When we're faced with a problem in our life and we don't know what to do, it's because we lack understanding. We're ignorant. Meaning we need to go, <clears throat> excuse me, Meaning we need to go get the right information and then understand that information. That's the part that nobody does. 
They'll pick up the book, think and grow rich, read it a few times, put it down, never read it again. They don't understand what the author's saying. This is why I have a book holder on my desk. I got the book open to a particular page and I keep seeing it every day and I read it. It's the repetition that increases your understanding. So if you want to deal with indecision, which what you're really talking about is procrastination, you first need to understand why are you procrastinating? What are you so worried about? It's because you don't understand something. You don't understand that you need to make a decision regardless, even if it's the wrong one. Just make a decision. And you got to understand what it means to make a decision. A decision is based on what you want. The prerequisite to making a decision is what do you really want? If you want to be happy and the decision you're faced with will help you get there, then decide and then take action. No delay. No validation, no approval, no evidence. If you know and you feel, listen, this will help me get to our, where I want to go, let's do it. But people don't understand decision making. That's why it's it's a challenge for a lot of people. And it's not your fault. Nobody taught you how to make decisions. But now that I'm saying this out loud, if you keep doing that to yourself, well, now it's your fault. So what I would always hear my sergeant tell me in the military, just make a decision, just make a decision. And I would encourage you to make a decision as if you are the person you want to become. What would that person do? If you were to act like the person five years from now, what would you do? If you had everything you wanted, what would you decide to do? Do that. My shyness has stopped me from doing a lot of things. Yep, I know what you mean on that one. Yeah, I mean, listen, the only way to deal with that is to just start doing the polar opposite on purpose. And it's going to feel uncomfortable, but you're doing it to train yourself to get out of this shyness. So if you think about it, are you putting yourself in positions where you can't be shy? You got to talk. You got to speak up. Are you practicing that? That's why I said. Step number three in today on improving your self-confidence. Are you acting like that person? You're not going to act like that person because you're curious. You're only going to act like that person because you have a strong purpose in your life. The book I was reading is Think and Go Rich. And we got, I lost a lot of, I lost a lot in my life. I'm lamenting in the past. Yeah. Why don't you just, just stop doing that? Why don't you start becoming eager for your future? Well, listen, you got to change the story. You lost a lot in your life, but what did you gain? What did you gain? What lessons have you learned? How did it help you? How did it make you stronger? All right, let's go through this. We're almost to the end here. We're about five minutes out. Three books I recommend. 
The first book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Buy the physical book. Second book, The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. The Power of Awareness. The third book, and I'm not too sure if they sell this version on Amazon. If you guys want to know how to get this particular version, you might have to send me a DM and I'll, uh, I'll research it because I actually bought this from him or I got it from him. The Science of Getting Rich, but it's actually kind of edited and the introduction is by Bob Proctor. But the author is Wallace D. Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich. Now, let me read something in each book so I can explain really quick why you'd want this. Think and Grow Rich sums it up. Actually, I don't even have to read it. Think and Grow Rich sums it up. Think and Grow Rich. You're not going to become rich in all aspects of your life if you don't know how to think for yourself. This is why this book exists. The power of awareness. If you don't become aware and start to understand how to use your mind to get what you want, you'll never get what you want. It's exactly what this book is all about. The Science of Getting Rich. This book, exactly what the title says, lays out practical steps, simple steps to becoming rich in every aspect of your life. And guess what it's all based on? The way that you think. You can get what you want in your life by following timeless principles. Mathematical, medical. Oh my guys, I'm losing my train of thought. Get out of that. Everything in this universe happens by law. What does that mean? Everything happens the way it's supposed to. Like the world turns on a particular axis at a particular speed. The moon does what it does with perfection. The sun does what it does with perfection. The atmosphere, perfection. All the animals in the ecosystem, perfection. Our bodies that heal itself when there's something that happens, perfection. It's all by law. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. We got to start understanding these laws. We have to understand that the thoughts you think that you emotionally get involved with is who you become. That's a law. All right, let's see here. We're going to wrap up here. All righty, guys. We're going to call it quits here. Again, um, if you guys want to know the steps you should be taking, definitely go to my profile. Definitely go to my profile. You can reach out to me. We've got the Purpose Blueprint ebook and course you can get access to. That's not the right book. It's not over $100. It's, it's not $100. Yeah. All right. So with that, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate every one of you. Very grateful for all of you guys and have a great weekend, huh? Take care.